postmodern and post-Christian are both terms that the, the church seriously needs to retire. We're going to the world to tell them who we are, and we're not going to the world to present who God is. A world in which so much is focused on building walls and keeping people out. An alternative way to live is to live by... It's almost like raising a white flag and saying, Ah! It's all the secular people's fault and no one's listening or coming to our evangelistic campaign. How can we redesign Adventism to be effective at reaching emerging Western culture? That's what the Story Church podcast is all about. Adventism Redesigned. Hey everyone, it is Pastor Marcus here and I want to welcome you to Cringeology, theology that makes people cringe. Now when an airplane crashes, our first assumptions tend to revolve around pilot error, mechanical failure, maybe even terrorism, right? And these are all isolated and localized causes. But what happens if planes started crashing nearly every day? I'm talking like commercial airline, you know, passenger travel crashing nearly every day. Immediately, we're going to go from thinking of isolated causes to systemic ones. And the entire system of avionic transport will come under scrutinizing review. And why not? It makes perfect sense, right? Well, here's the thing, guys. The same is true with the church. If a group of people struggle to connect with their community, you're justified in considering that maybe that group of people have some isolated issues they need to address. But what do you do when the problem is far beyond just one group of people? What do you do when you hear story after story and see report after report detailing how the vast majority of our churches... I'm talking thousands of groups of people all over the world can't connect with their neighbors year after year. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that sounds more like a systemic problem than an isolated one. In other words, the system is what's broken in a case like this. There's just no way Adventists all over the world struggle with the same exact issue and it's somehow just localized problems. No, this is clearly a systemic problem. And if we're going to get anywhere, that system has to be scrutinized. Now, I want to welcome you once again, guys, uh, to um, the Story Church podcast. I'm super excited to dive into this series. Uh, And before I do, I want to take a moment to give a big shout out to the Haystack uh, Life Culture Theology. Guys, if you haven't checked the Haystack out, you absolutely love the Haystack. It's so cool. They got so many cool resources and things that come out. So definitely check out the Haystack. They are one of the sponsors for the Story Church podcast. And also, um, just a big shout out to the patrons, to everyone who comments, to everyone who sends letters, people who've purchased the ebooks at the Story Church Project Store. Thank you guys, right? Thank you guys. You're the reason why I do this, even though sometimes it's, you know, a little overwhelming having, you know, being a pastor and being very busy and having a family. Um, but it's just so cool to be able to come back and sit at my computer and record these episodes and know that you guys are out there and that you get some value out of this. And, and of course, I'm, I'm sending sort of a generic shout out there, but I want to make it extra special for the patrons because they've kind of stepped out of their comfort zone and said, hey, we're going to support this financially because it helps the project to expand and to get way more creative and do way more meaningful things. So thank you guys once more. Um, 
And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, I'd love to help somehow, check it out, patreon.com slash storychurchproject or just head over to the storychurchproject.com. Have a browse around. You'll see the store. You'll see the different links. Um, and, you know, if you feel led, then, then go for it. Uh, I will really, really, really appreciate it. Now, I, I want to get back to this um, topic of cringeology, right? Um, see, once we determine that what we're dealing with is a systemic problem, then the next natural question that people are going to ask is, all right, well, what is it that makes a system? All right. Now, here's the correct answer for what makes a system. Are you ready? It's complicated. That's the correct answer. Right, systems, they almost kind of have a life of their own and evolve into greater degrees of complexity over time as needs come and go. Uh, but if I were to oversimplify the church system just for the sake of conversation, I would narrow down the entire thing to three subpoints. All right, these three subpoints are what make the church system theology, structure, and culture. Now, I can, I can almost hear some of you system nerds having a cringe of your own right now, all right? But please relax, okay? My objective here is not to deconstruct and reconstruct the systemic function of Adventism. So I don't need to get too detailed here, okay? My goal is simple, to address clear systemic issues that impact a local church with the goal that local churches will reverse those issues in their own local context. Because as I've said before, and I'll say it again, the Story Church Project is not about taking on the church's global problems, all right? If there's ever going to be a project that launches to take on the church's global problems, it's going to have to be led by somebody way smarter than me, okay? So this is about empowering the local church. So when it comes to our purposes, understanding the building blocks of a system as the interplay of theology, structure, and culture, that'll suffice. Now, with that understanding, I want to talk a little bit more about this current blog series, Cringology, Exposing Seven False Ideas That Kill Adventist Mission. Um, because in this journey that we're about to embark on over the next seven weeks, I am going to expose seven false beliefs floating around Adventism, that severely harm Adventist mission. In fact, these ideas are so cringeworthy, they tend to kill mission altogether. So what we're going to do is we're going to begin our journey in the theology portion of the system. Remember, we talked about system, structure, culture. We're going to focus on the theology portion for this series and highlight how unhealthy, cringy beliefs we hold are at the foundation of why we struggle to reach our neighbors worldwide guys worldwide this isn't just a local problem here in perth this is everywhere okay um and then we're going to take a look at structure in a separate series and we'll take a look at culture in a separate series uh, so that in the end we should we should have a pretty good understanding of the systemic issues we need to address and reverse in our local churches in order for mission to thrive now you might be wondering why what exactly are the seven false ideas that kill adventists mission. Uh, now, I want to do a really quick summary of what I'm going to cover, all right? So here, here they are, the seven false ideas that kill Adventist mission. Number one, the belief that God dictated the Bible. This is basically fundamentalism, all right? That is the number one false idea 
that kills Adventist missions. It's not an Adventist doctrine, okay? It's not an Adventist belief. It sort of crept in, um, in around the 1920s, um, and it severely harms mission, okay? Now, I'm not going to say any more because that's what that episode is going to be all about. Number two, the belief that grace is not enough. Now, you'll be surprised that I'm not actually going to be talking about legalism in that episode. I might make a brief mention of it, but I'm, I, I don't think legalism is the problem that we often make it out to be, okay? Especially if we define legalism as the belief that in order to be saved, we have to keep the law, right? In a religious sort of Christian Protestant context, that's how most people define legalism. That somehow law-keeping can earn us some sort of kudos with God. Um, that's not what I'm going to talk about. Instead, I'm going to talk about a term. Uh, now, this term might mean different things in different settings, but it's uh, so I'll define it in that particular episode. It's what I call frugalism. All right, frugalism, and frugalism is not the same as legalism, but it kills mission. And here's the reason why I want to focus on frugalism and not legalism. I want to focus on frugalism because legalism. I think most of us, especially in modern day Adventism, are a bit too smart to fall for legalism. But frugalism is like legalism, but it's way more subtle, okay? It's way more subtle, and it, and it kills our ability to do mission effectively. So I'm going to talk about that. That's going to be the second one. And then we're going to, number three is the belief that we must be perfect, and this is perfectionism. And I'm going to talk about, you know, this whole idea of vindicating the character of God and um, how the great controversy, you know, this idea that floats around some of our churches that the great controversy can't end um and you know the universe can't be atoned until a group of people become perfect definitely super damaging kind of fringy nowadays not something you run into all the time but still often enough that i want to do an episode on it um number four the belief that we must be separate now this is what i call reclusivism right the belief that we must Re, like be separate from others and the problem isn't so much in the whole idea of separate because obviously the bible calls us to be separate um, what i'm going to be addressing in this episode is how we define separate and that's where the term reclusivism comes in then the next one number five is going to be the belief that we are the chosen ones and this is what i refer to as distinctivism um now is there something distinctive and eccentric about Adventism? Absolutely. If you've ever read my ebook, um, Why is Adventism So Weird? It's That's what it was originally titled. Now the new title, you can get it on the store, is uh, Weirdvolution. Um, then you will see that I am really passionate about the uniqueness and, and eccentricness of the Adventist narrative. Um, but that's a little bit different from the term distinctivism, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And we're going to talk about how this belief, when we take it in this way, in this, this particular angle or perspective, actually kills mission um, rather than helps it flourish. All right, number six is going to be the belief that Satan controls the end of time. This is what I refer to as cynicism, right? Theological cynicism or eschatological cynicism. Um, and what this basically means is that people, you know, is the belief in our churches, and it's not necessarily a pronounced belief. None of these necessarily are, right? It's not like you're going to find a document somewhere that says here are our weird beliefs, right? It, these are things that people, it's almost like folklore, right? Or mythology. It's things that people repeat and say so many times that it's super real, but it's also hard to pinpoint because it's not concrete. 
Um, and so in this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about this belief that floats around a lot of our con co uh, congregations where, where people, when they talk about the end of time, when they talk about eschatology, prophecy, it's always like Satan-centered, if that makes sense, right? It's very cynical. It's very dystopian. It's very dark. Um, and I think it's John Bradshaw who puts it, you know, like people who talk about the coming crisis more than the coming Christ. And so that's what we're going to focus on because that definitely damages mission. And in the last one, number seven, I'm saving the spiciest one <laughs> to the end. Number seven. Um, now, you guys have to really wait until I publish this episode, okay? So I don't want to get any angry emails until I've published the episode on any of these because when I actually explain what I mean by some of these ideas and titles, you might find you agree with me, whereas the title might trigger you a little. So don't react to the title, all right? Wait for the episode. Uh, so episode number seven is this, the belief that holiness is white. And what I'm talking about there is Eurocentrism. This is the belief that in order for someone to be holy and good Adventist, they basically have to be a Eurocentric white person. They have to uh, dress like them. They have to do their hair like them. They have to talk like them. They have to uh, do, listen to the music that, that comes from that part of the world. That's what it means to be holy. Um, and this is a false belief. And it's a sort of a nationalistic, almost cultural elitism um, or, or, yeah, that's basically it, nationalistic or cultural elitism that severely damages our ability to connect with people, particularly people who find Eurocentrism oppressive. Uh, so we're going to talk about that in episode seven. Now, as you listen to this list, like I said, there might be a variety of reactions. Some of you may be thinking, oh boy, it's a, this Pastor Marcus guy is just another one of these evangelical Adventists about to deconstruct what makes us who we are. Um, and others might be super excited or, you know, like, hey, I love this, every title, yeah, I resonate with it. And some of you might be confused, like, what do half of these words even mean? Um, but regardless of what your initial reactions might be, I want to invite you to go on the journey with me as we explore these seven false ideas floating around our congregations, strangling opportunities for mission every chance they get. We're going to deconstruct these guys, we're going to explore them, um, and I'll, I'll do some, hopefully, if I can um, schedule it in, interviews along the way to, um, you know, get some outside perspectives as well. So next week we launch into number one. Until then, I want to invite you to invite your friends to tune in, to check this out. It's going to be a blast, guys. I'll see you then. Take care and God bless.